Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Money Hill. And this one is kind of a one-to-one episode, one-of-one episode. Um, a little primer on Call of Duty betting and an introduction to how to get into Call of Duty betting instead of, you know, our weekly update recap and pick situation. My name, of course, is Scoots. I'm here with Nikita and Chris, Big Money Blivs. How you boys doing today? A little background on what's going on here today. Doing good, man. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited to get into this. Like, this kind of takes us back to how we got started, right? Which was Scoot, you and me, sitting in a basement, watching Call of Duty obsessively, and being like, we can fucking win money on this. So it's been a journey, I think, for us. And so I'm really looking forward to kind of breaking down how we think about Call of Duty, how we think about, you know, value and betting on Call of Duty. Um, It's a bit of a unique episode, like you said, one of one. uh, But really excited to kind of talk through it and hopefully help the people out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think if I had to look at my notepad right now, I probably still have the notes from, I think it was a Minnesota Rocker home series when I was like, I'm just going to make some picks and like follow them and see what happens. And here we are now. I mean, episode what, 30-ish? We're around 30 right now. I think. But this this is a one-of-one episode, so this is COD betting 101 um, in its own episode, of course. Was it was this the notes that you just had on the last major that they had when they won it? Reverse sweep? No, most the most electric comeback of all time. This was like over a year ago. I know. When I was yeah, when I was in the cedar closet <laughs> with a <laughs> still and I still had a PlayStation, but I had you a to funny too and Chris a dream. Not to talk to you, lad, otherwise the, yeah. <laughs> the mic would pick him up. That's we unbelievable. A, we need a picture. We need a picture from that. Quarantine vibes different. Uh, yeah, so I think Chris touched on it a little bit. I think the way to go about this is probably kind of an overview of maybe some of the traits that make Call of Duty unique, um, especially from a betting perspective. And then looking at the staple game modes that we have in the game right now, as well as you know that third game mode that seems to change pretty much every year. Um, so with that being said, I think we can kind of get into the overview of Call of Duty betting. We are talking, of course, about the only FPS game that's played strictly on controller. Sorry, Overwatch League, you're fucking dead. Um, And I think this is a trait that sets it apart from pretty much every other esport, as well as the fact that the game that they're playing changes every year. So they're playing a different Call of Duty title. um, And the map is not uniform from game to game. So they're playing different maps that are all in the competitive pool. I think those are some pretty important things to pick up on and I know you guys probably have your own viewpoints on this because I was the one that had the background kind of in Call of Duty to begin with so if you want to explain go ahead I think to that point right like one thing that is important when you're looking in and learning about Call of Duty is the different game modes right and like there's a lot of data out there on which teams perform you know even taking it another step and scoot, I'm sure you're going to get there, but even like the kind of players that you have, right? You have your ARs um, and you have your other players. And so like understanding their different <laughs> Subs. roles. Subs. Submachine guns. Right. I blinked on that for two seconds. Uh, but you have your ARs and your subs and they have different roles, right? And right now it's 4v4. You know, last year it was 5v5. And so that's a little bit of a wrinkle. Um, but yeah, like how each player and what their role is within the game and then understanding the maps and like which teams perform on different sides and what you know different types of things it's uh there's a lot of info to digest let's not jinx it i hope it stays 4v4 for the rest of the way (laughs) go ahead yeah the 5v5 was a weird one um so bad i think it's one of the things i would just recommend is if you're gonna stop betting on the game try and play it just just go have a couple of rounds because everything becomes a lot more intuitive if you've actually played the game and you you can then start to relate and you can see how the players are doing better, what where they're excelling at and the, the maps and all of that type of stuff. So not I everyone... would always recommend just hop on whatever game you're looking to bet on and just play for a day or two, you know, 10 matches, a dozen matches, until you feel somewhat comfortable and you feel like you know what's going on. Yeah, not, everyone, think... not everyone has a controller though. So that's what we're here for. I, I, I No, I think to Nikki's point, like, to understand a game like Hardpoint, which is one of the staple game modes of Call of Duty, and I think Search and Destroy is a little bit easier for everyone to understand because yeah. it's in more games. But Hardpoint is like unique. But once you get into a game and you play it, you really like very much understand what's going on, as well as really how cracked some of these guys are. Because I've noticed that having not played Call of Duty as much recently and having played other games, 
I've kind of gotten disconnected and, and been like watching that spectator view, you know, like of, of the matches. And I haven't really been playing Cold War myself. I've watched some gameplay recently from like the first person perspective <laughs> for the first time in a long time. And oh my God, they're like actually insane. Oh yeah. It, it doesn't make you, much But you sense. also, it's things like, you know, you see them getting a three piece, three kills in a row and you think like, oh, okay, well that was pretty impressive. But like when you're playing the game and you can only get two kills in a row and that already, your heart rate is through the roof. You feel like you're playing great. That's then suddenly you're like, holy shit, if I got a three piece or I got like, I wipe the whole team and I control the hill, you would lose your mind. And that gives yeah, you an appreciation, to, I think, of, of like what's going on. Not to mention you're not playing against professional players exactly. on the other side. But like, it also, I, I just part. think it helps you, you know, COD, I think, um, is a game that's quite easy to understand and to follow in terms of like, it's a shooting game. Whereas other games such as League, it's quite hard visually yeah. to track. So being able to play the game, I think helps with that also lets you, you're able to track things a lot more quicker and passively which is important to betting and just understanding the flow of a game yeah i couldn't agree more i mean i think playing anything in esports and and that's why it's sports betting feels so intuitive almost mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people like everybody plays sports when they're younger yeah or at yeah. least as like done have some, something they haven't some yeah, idea they have they've some like experience you know like, even if i didn't play basketball because it wasn't that big in europe or at least in, in London, I didn't have access to it, but I shot a basketball. I know how hard it is to make a three-pointer. So when you just, you have that kind of uh, understanding, I think. Yeah, and I think to kind of go back and, and wrap this part up a little bit, um, understanding, I guess, the fact that there are different maps and different game modes that are played on those different maps, like in the pool, and understanding the structure of everything, which we'll get into, just makes it's it's what's going to make you a better better than other people um and i think that's kind of why we started the money hill and, and why we're trying to push content out there because we want to see people bet smart as well as you know get our own picks out there because we think we're entertaining individuals but i really do think that's what sets people apart is is being able to understand if a team's good at a certain game mode but bad at a different map um or just like very good at the game mode no matter what map and, and things along that line and being able to separate that information is like really important yeah, I, I don't think I could agree more. I think, should we jump into it? Yeah, I think, I mean, I guess a couple of notes as well is just, you know, franchising the league has added a little structure as well as maybe a little viewership. So maybe your book's not offering it yet, but um, it's probably coming soon. I think you guys would agree, like, yeah. pretty much on the up and up. I, well, we've, seen, we've already seen some teams get sponsored by Sportsbook, so it's definitely going to start becoming more and more mainstream. We'll be getting more and more bets. Um, I, actually, do we want to maybe start off with... So the, the league is called the Call of Duty League, yeah. so that already is the starting point. They have the website. You can go there to find some content, latest news, schedules, and so on, um, typically referred to as the CDL. How many teams are in the league, Scotty? 12 teams right now and hopefully there's expansion coming because there's, there's a lot of young players yeah there's definitely gonna be expansion uh well i mean in the next year i hope yeah yeah and so so the way the format typically works so you have the 12 teams and they'll play in stages which lead up to a major typically three stages to a major um ideally it's played on land which means it's played offline um Unfortunately, due to COVID recently, it has been online. But the reason that's really important is that the game is a lot faster paced uh, when it's offline because you're not dealing with the, any latency or dropped packets and stuff like that, which means that it just means uh, shots are hitting and registering a lot quicker. Map movements are a lot faster. It's a lot crisper. Um, and so veteran players typically really shine on playing on LAN. Um, and it also affects the way which guns are, are relevant and the impact that they can have. Yeah, I like in an ideal season, I mean, it's broken down into stages, of course, and, and teams are split into different pools, things along those lines, which decides seeding for the major, which is its own tournament bracket um, instead of just stage matches. And there are five majors a year, and it all leads up to champs, which is coming up. So, I mean, it's a good time to, time to start to betting dive. right now. Yeah, you're literally seeing to like the, the top. I think it's the top uh, eight top teams. Eight. Yeah, yeah, top eight teams are making it in. So it's going to be really exciting. Um, 
but you can see a lot of the formatting and stuff like Sky says typically um before the stage the teams will be split into two pools a and b and then they play amongst each other to get seeding um and then i think it's normally five matches yeah five maps best of five series um it's always a best of five series until the final yeah i think we'll we'll get there in in one second i think just overall just looking back on kind of what we've talked about as you can probably understand as if you are a new listener there are like a ton of nuances to call of duty that make it like super hard to follow um so if you are like interested in betting on it even if you don't care about our picks or anything that we have to say we do have an intel drop section where we kind of go through all of the changes that are happening and any drama and stuff around the league or roster changes things along those lines or meta changes um so we urge you to listen to our podcast the money hill if you are a new listener um our episodes are usually a little more structured and we go into a little bit of depth there and it'll give you a good grasp of kind of those larger like overview topics that you might not see and that might just be happening on Twitter and that Call of Duty won't address because it'll look bad in the press or things along those lines. Um but yeah. yeah and that can and like that it. can include everything from like game updates, uh the gentlemen's agreements, which are things that the players decide to follow. Those are uh, impossible to follow. It's like, yeah, <laughs> they're impossible to follow, but if there's any changes among those things, it's also letting you know what happened in the previous week and what we're anticipating happening in the, the week to come. So it just gives you, I think, a good overview and a touch point to, to inform your own decisions. Yeah, absolutely. So to kind of dive back into it, um, the structure of the league currently and, and every series that you're going to see unless it's a championship series, which is a best of nine. Um, every series will be a best of five, and they follow the same game mode structure throughout. So it always goes hard point, search and destroy, control, hard point, search and destroy. Control, I would note, is the third game mode or the one that will probably change year to year. And, and when a new title comes out for Call of Duty, that might be something different next year. So it might be domination or capture the flag. That one's definitely harder to follow. I think the focus, if you are trying to get into betting, should definitely be on Hardpoint and S&D, which are played map one, map two, map four, and map five. Um, As those are kind of the staple game modes, they've stuck themselves out as needing to be in competitive Call of Duty every year. Search and Destroy wins championships, and it also wins a lot of money. It does, yeah. I mean, if you know who's good at... If you have an edge on a team in Search and Destroy, that's where you can make a lot of money. I know... Some guys that made a decent chunk of change on uh, LAG last year just because they knew that they were better at Search and Destroy than books were giving them credit for, and they just would hammer every Los Angeles Gorillas Search and Destroy line. So it does work itself out. Um, Any overview stuff that you guys want to talk about, note, anything along those lines, or can we just kind of dive into hard point? No, I think I think that kind of covers it. Is like we've talked about number of teams in the league format. You know, stages that your performance there leads to a major, which is a playoff, basically double elimination bracket. Uh, it means that if you are in the upper side of the bracket and you lose, you drop down to the lower side and you have another chance. If you're in the lower side, you lose, you get kicked out. Um, I think that's that's basically everything around the formatting in the league. Yeah, I mean, I I guess the last thing is kind of with only having 12 teams, there is kind of a stark talent discrepancy Mm. currently at the moment. And I think if you add more teams, then that'll correct itself more or less. Um, But it is noteworthy at the moment that some teams are just a lot better than others. Um, Actually, one thing that comes to mind is is you mentioned uh, that Call of Duty is a yearly title, so it it changes every year, and that affects sometimes the third game mode but it can it also affects obviously the game itself so different guns different settings different maps all of that so it's quite it, it's uh it's a game that has a lot of it's very dynamic um and there's a lot to learn and that changing a game can change the which teams are doing well which teams are doing great and so on so there's always opportunities to have an edge on the books yeah, I think if anything, it affects your mid-range players more than your upper players. Yeah. Um, I think like very good Call of Duty players are always going to be very good Call of Duty players. 
For example, Atlanta Faze right now, their roster is going to have no trouble next year. Regardless of the title, they're just very talented. Mm. Um, but it'll affect kind of those more mid-range players where if a game plays a certain way, they're probably a little bit worse. Or if it plays a different way, it's probably they're probably a little better, um, just depending on how the title flows and what the time to kills look like and all those things. But with that being said, top in everyone's favorite map one game mode. Well, Scott, I think point. Yeah. before we do that, Let's cover. Let's just cover kind of general bets, right? I think it's yeah from a top-down perspective. So when you're when you're betting, obviously Call of Duty, and this is relevant for probably most games. But the first very first bet that probably everyone that comes to mind is the money line, right? Yep. Which team is going to win the match? And I think it's really important also not to. So I'm going to use and feel free to join me, but. Um, we have champs coming up. The first game of champs is going to be Minnesota versus Dallas. So I'm just going to use those odds and the bets available for this game to be my like touch point kind of going forward. So right now you have Dallas Empire at a 1.77 versus Minnesota Rocker at a 1.97. Now, what does that mean? That means, and this is a very important fact, these are called decimal odds. There's another form of uh, odds that are called American odds. And I'll go through those as well. But essentially right now, what that number suggests is that the Dallas empire are a favorite because they're paying out less money if they win than if the Minnesota rocker win. Uh, and so they're the underdog. So at this point, if you placed $10 on the Dallas empire, you'd get back 1775. So you'd win effectively $7 and 75 cents. Or if you did the same $10 bet on the Minnesota rocker and they won, it would pay out nineteen seventy, or you would win um, nine seventy. Now the American odds for those exact same bets are Dallas Empire minus one twenty nine, which means you have to lay a hundred and twenty nine dollars to win back a hundred, or if you played or if you bet a hundred dollars, you would only win back that same number from the decimal odds that seven dollars and seven or that seven seventy five. Um, and similarly, Minnesota Rocker are minus 103. So again, you have to bet $103 to get back $100. Or if you put down the $100, you get back that $97 that was, was mentioned. So those are kind of, that's the two major odds. For the bulk of this podcast, due to us being a more international podcast, especially since esports betting is more international, we will be predominantly using the decimal odds. I think it makes it a lot easier to kind of understand and go forward and kind of know what you're going to win. Uh, as I think that the American odds is a bit tricky. It's sort of a bunch of mental math. Um, but yeah, do you guys have anything to add on that? Just no, I think that's great ways. Like, yeah, just at its basic, you can just be betting on which team is going to win. So the underdog or the favorite. And keeping, like, in this instance, Dallas Empire is a favorite, but the odds at 1.7, uh, I have 1.78. So this is another thing, is the odds are not going to be the same across all sports books. So it's worth shopping around and seeing where you can get the best odds um but i would you know when you're looking at odds at like 1.7 1.9 these are decent odds but it's all it's all relative if you're if it's a bottom team like a 12th ranked team then you they're the underdog and you're only getting a 1.9 odds on them winning those are terrible odds for an underdog because the odds of them winning is quite low so you want the reward to be high for the favorites I would say a 1.78, which is what I have for Empire. That's actually a pretty decent uh, set of odds for a favorite. Sometimes when it's a stark favorite, you can go all the way down to like a 1.1. So it's about judging what the the appropriate risk to reward ratio is. Um, Again, this is something we go into on our podcast, Money Hill, which you can also find on League Day, by the way, uh, going forward. But those which, those sorts of things. Which, by the way, we should jump on Minnesota Rocker at one point nine seven. I think that's great value. Uh, but great that's value. for se- separately. Um, and those those odds are going to be pretty consistent throughout. Um, pretty much everything that we talk about, it's it's going to operate the same way. I think the only notable stuff is if you have a spread or an over under, it's usually going to be around even, um, depending. I think over unders that's more true for because they're set at a hard number. And therefore, it's even odds on both sides. To yeah, it's meant to be a handicap, right? Yeah, it's meant to yeah. it's meant to be exact. Um, and so then there is match handicaps, right? So one of our favorite bets in Call of Duty, without a doubt, is the match handicap. So you can do so because it's a best of five. 
you know, it's it's basically who's going to get to three first, right? And so, therefore, there are match handicaps where the favorite team could be a minus 2.5, right? Or do you think that effectively that's a three to nothing score line? A minus 1.5 is a three to one score line or a three to zero score line. A plus 1.5 means that you think that your team's either going to win or that they're going to lose by only one map, right? So that means that they could win 3 1, 3 0, or 3 2, or they could lose 2 to 3 but you, your bet would still place. And then plus 2.5 uh, means that you just think that they're not going to get 3-0'd. So as long as they don't lose by the scoreline of 3 to nothing, then you win that bet. So the, literally, when Chris is referring to like minus 1.5 and plus 2.5 and so on, it, it you're literally just adding that number or subtracting that number for, from the total score. So the way a minus 2.5 works is that if you get if they win 3-0, you can take minus two and a half from the three. You still have 0.5 over the zero. That's why if it becomes a three-one, then the other team wins according to that uh, scoreline. Or if you have a plus 1.5, for example, even if your team loses three point uh, three to two, because you add the plus 1.5, it ends up being three three to three point five, and that's how it works. And kind of one last bet that I know that we really enjoy is the over-under on the total of maps, right? And so because it's a five maps, there's a bet that you can often do called over 3.5 or under 3.5 and then over 4.5, under 3.5. That's just meant to be like, do you think that there's, you know, if a team is playing under three and a half means that one team's just going to win three nothing. Uh, Usually you get pretty good odds there because that's a pretty uh, aggressive bet depending on the, the quality of the two teams. Over three and a half, that's usually what we call free money when you have two teams that are, equally paired and we just know that they're both going to win a map um we love to make that our free money over four and a half rarely happens in call of duty it's actually the least likely scoreline uh the most common scoreline is three to one uh and we've charted that and that is statistically proven uh so over four and a half you can be pretty confident (laughs) in their these two teams ability to kind of be equally matched uh and obviously under four and a half you're usually gonna get terrible odds there because they know that most matches don't go to five games the other two, I think, general ones, just and these are pretty self-explanatory, you can have make bets based on the correct score. So you can predict a 3-0, a 3-1, or a 3-2 on either side. Um, the thing to note there, they offer generous odds because obviously you have to be exact. Um, and you can normally hedge, maybe still make money doing a 3-0 and a 3-1 and walk away with money. But the thing to bear in mind is that those match handicaps we were talking about just a second ago, the minus two and a half, minus one and a half, can equate to the same thing as a 3-0. So minus two and a half only hits when it's a 3-0. So betting 3-0 or minus two and a half essentially is predicting the same scoreline. So one of them might have much better odds than the other. It's important to pay attention to that. But it's also important to pay attention like, hey, a minus one and a half is technically the same scoreline as a 3-1, but it also wins if a 3-0 happens. So there's a lower risk. So yep. those are things you want to maybe consider. Um, and, for ex- and for example, sorry. like one of my favorite bets, right, and we've done the math on this, is, I mean, it, it's it's insane. These sports books just somehow haven't figured this out yet, and please don't tell them. But, like, again, looking at the Empire versus Minnesota Rocker right now, if you were to guess the scoreline of Dallas Empire 0, Minnesota Rocker 3, so 3-0, the odds are 6.75. Yet, if you go up and look at the minus 2.5 for the Minnesota Rocker, the odds are 7.02. That is the exact same scoreline, yet you're getting more generous value and better odds to, for taking the minus 2.5. Now, I don't know why they do this, but like that's a considerable difference, and you should absolutely be going through, making sure you're getting the best value for your bet. Um, and then you know, every so often, what we'll do is we'll take out the Excel, the Excel spreadsheet, we'll do the math, figure out where you can find some a little bit of a arbitrage is the word. That's the word. That's Scotty's favorite word. No, my favorite word in betting is the vig. Um, <laughs> So before we jump in the game, there's also the one final one is that you can bet on individual map winners. So map one, two, three, four, and five. As Scotty said, it's a best of five. Um, if they win in three maps, the last two don't 
don't hit, that's fine. Your money gets refunded. But as you start to learn the game, where you're starting to look at the date and statistics, um, you can start to bet on individual map winners. So even if you think a team might lose the series, you might know that they're, they're really good at a certain game mode, like which would be either hardpoint, SND, uh, which is search and destroy, or control. Maybe there's a team that is a great control team. So you know map three, they're probably going to win that. And you can take that one whilst still taking the opposite team to win the whole series, for example. So, so those are just, I think, the good overview maps, bets that you yeah. can do. I, I think just a note on that as well. Um, the map that they're playing is also going to affect those yep. odds and, and what you're going to place there as well. And those maps don't come out until maybe 10 minutes before game time. So yep. if you do want to get involved with that, you have to be pretty vigilant and, and kind of keep up to date there. Um, as well as just the overall theme of if there are bets that are duplicating the same or replicating kind of the same um, predicted outcome, do like do look around a little bit and try to pull the most value out of it. Because if you're going to be right, you might as well be right for more money. Um, I think is is a big theme here because that happens a lot in esports. You'll see bets that are essentially the same, but just have a different um, nominal value on them. So they have, just have different names, and it's just the same thing. You're just getting less money for one. So might as well be right and get more money out of it. I think is a big idea here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think look, part of this is you're also when you're watching the games and so on. Big thing in Call of Duty is actually just momentum. Sometimes you have teams that are just firing. They are on fire, they're clicking, and they can perform really well. And watching the matches and identifying that and then jumping on like either the live bets or seeing that, hey, this team is not playing so well in this major, but this other team, an underdog, is really just seems to be doing great that's a good way also to grab an edge because if you can notice that before the books do or even other betters, that's where you can uh, get the advantage. Yeah, and just to throw on Chris's way, Seattle surge last major. Um, yeah, that's, a, that what, thing, that's actually a great you. one. Yeah, thank you. That's, a, that's such a perfect example because they were a team that had been basically in last place the whole way through. They suck at playing online Call of Duty but they are really good at LAN. And the last event was at on LAN. And they came out and they upset like two or three teams and they made it pretty deep into the tournament. And people just uh, didn't the expect big one was the, the big one was the fact that they took out the best team in the league as yeah. the worst team in the league. It was crazy. Um, super fun to watch. But people and, just... And, and just if you're watching and you see that excitement, you can tell like, hey, this team is just firing. Um that that's that's an opportunity for you to to make quite a bit of money you know what game mode they handled really well in that series SMB. hard point oh. <laughs> it was definitely a hard point they won both um so let's talk about it uh hard point which is our map one map four game mode so in a best of three they're gonna play it right away initially and if it's not a 3-0 then they're gonna play it again after the third game mode um so this game mode is a 10-minute timer, essentially. And the scoreboard ticks up for every second that you have somebody on the hard point. Um, and the hard point rotates every 60 seconds, meaning that teams need to have clean rotations to the next hill uh, to you know, get points and, and get those rotations down pat. That is also where the name of our podcast come from. Um, the money hill, meaning a money hill in Call of Duty is a hill that is really easy to lock down and therefore teams will get that full 60 seconds worth of points on um, just to give you a little history on our podcast as well. When you got both players or team, a player from both teams on the Hill, uh, nobody gets points and that 10 minute timer starts to tick. And the same goes for when nobody's on the Hill, but the timer doesn't move when there is a team getting points on the Hill. So that's a little bit tough to follow as well. Um, the final objective of the game mode is to have 250 points or the timer runs out and you have more points than the other team. That's pretty rare. And the whole objective is just, just get 250 uncontested seconds on the point because the points are one-to-one. -one. So one second on the point equals one point on the scoreboard. I think that's a pretty good overview, right? 
you guys would agree i'm not missing yeah. any details there no i think i think you nailed it it's basically there's a hill that moves around and in layman this is like the most layman terms. there's a hill it's king of the hill people one team wants to control the hill uh and the other team wants to take control of the hill uh and the hill moves around and the team with the most points wins yeah it's I, I mean that's pretty straightforward um and yeah. just it being a one point scoring system may, means that the spread situation is going to be a little bit different than sports that you might be more familiar with like football or something along those lines where obviously it's like 7 and 3 and so your spreads look a little different um chris anything i missed you got anything for me no i'm ready to talk about the bets i want to place on minnesota rocker for next week all right and well it was, it was a mistake to let you see the actual games yeah <laughs> you're I just see, like I okay mean, are we recording i see map one right Hard okay boy. hold on hold on well, okay. this is let's just note that this is a huge stable for call of duty i think i've said it multiple times and it will always probably be played map one um this will be around forever and again to go back to it i think nikki already touched on it but you can bet on map one money map money lines so this would be map one uh money lines so you can pick a winner or a loser there. Chris, go ahead, take it over. Sorry for the voice, Greg. Hmm, sounds good. Um, so, yeah, map one, money line. Right now you got Minnesota Rocker at 2.05 versus Dallas Empire at 1.72, meaning, again, Dallas Empire are the favorite. It, what's interesting here in this case, right, is that the Minnesota Rocker have a better odds than in the money line, right? Minnesota, in this case, is money line is 1.97. Their map one is a 2.05. So that would suggest that Minnesota Rocker are less good at map one's hard point than Dallas Empire. So the book thinks that Dallas is better at hard point than Minnesota Rocker. And so if, you, if you're if you looking at data, if you're looking at you know the different maps and you see a trend, they suggest that Minnesota Rocker is actually a better team at hard point than Dallas Empire. This would be a great bet to make. And that's something you would absolutely want to hammer. Um, there are a bunch of fun kind of prop bets as well within the game you can do a plus or minus on the round. So in this case, you have Minnesota Rocker as the map one handicap at a plus 10.5. What does that mean? It means that they are saying that Minnesota Rocker will either lose by less than 11 points or they'll win. So if Minnesota Rocker ended up getting, it was a super close map, Dallas Empire still ended up winning 250 points to 240 points. Minnesota Rocker and your bet on the Minnesota Rocker in that case would still cash out. Alternatively, Dallas Empire in this case is the favorite at minus 10.5. So that means they would have to win the map by more than 11 seconds. So if they win by, you know, 25 seconds, then that would pay out. Um, so that's a really fun bet. If you really kind of like see a trend over time at Minnesota Rocker, not just winning, but even when they're losing, it's like super tight. They're just really talented at it. Um, it's obviously the odds there are a little worse. It's 1.87. Uh, to, uh, on either side of that bet because they are saying that is the handicap. That is what the even money would be. Uh, and so to Scoot's favorite word, the VIG there is going to be that difference. Uh, and so that's what the sportsbook is making. They're trying to incentivize people to bet on both sides of that. And that's why the handicap is set there. That's where they think it's even. Um, and then the last one is the over-under for map one. Um, a really good, fun map uh, bet again, a prop bet. In this case, the over/under here is four hundred and thirty-three and a half. So that's about to say it sits around like four forty pretty much all the time. Yeah, and so four thirty-three is actually kind of low in that capacity. Um, so you know, taking the over there would be a decent bet. It's at one point eight seven, almost at one point eight eight. And again, that suggests that you know, of, of course, in the game there is at most a total of four hundred and ninety-nine points. Right, you couldn't actually have it where both teams score 250 so the most amount of points that could ever be scored is 499 and so from there you have to try and figure out you know where that score line is going to be um and so yeah this it's just a really fun bet again if it's it's, it's very classic to your score line total bets for any sort of game total uh whether it be traditional sports or esports but uh yeah i think to also dive on that a little bit it's a little bit of an interesting line to study as well because when it typically sits around 440 and you see something lower than that, 440 is already essentially the book saying the final score will be 250 to 190 because hardpoint games rarely go under the time limit. So you're rarely going to see... Like Super rare. A, yeah, very, it's, very it's rare. really, really rare to see a game finish in the 10 minutes instead of having a team to score 250. 
Um, so seeing a handicap of minus 10 or minus 11 or 10 and a half for uh, Dallas means that the score would essentially be pretty much around like 250 to 240 ish area. Um, or at least that's what it's saying. And then that also means that the over under would be way higher than, than where it's sitting at the moment. Um, so I just thought that would be interesting to point out just in the Absolutely. situation that we pulled. from. Yeah, the I think books. that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the last one, uh, again, is you can just do over-unders on even teams, right? So in this case, they have obviously Dallas Empire, uh, since they have them as the winner, they have over-under set at 249.5. So it's basically, are you saying that they're going to win or lose? There's no reason why you would uh, bet the over if you didn't think they were going to win. Um, but the under is, you know, again, basically, you're in this case, the odds are actually better that you would just bet on Minnesota Rocker because their odds were better than this number here. I'm seeing 194 at the under 249 and a half versus the uh, 2.05 that you can get from Minnesota Rocker winning. So again, this is where those weird but, disparities. But it's a weird disparity. You have disparity. to consider that the game could still end. That's a that great time. point. Yeah. That is a great point. I guess and that, Dallas can still win. They're still taking into that small fraction of a possibility. So good point, uh, Scott. It is you. tiny, but it it's is possible. Still exactly. Um, and in this case, Minnesota Rocker are that 232.5 uh, over-under. So you can bet on each team individually over-under. You can bet on the total score combined over-under. You can bet on the, the score handicap. Uh, and obviously just that kind of money line on each map. I, I, I mean, that was a hell of a job Nailed going through it. it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I that, know was, that was great. What a stay composed, big it's BMB. It's almost like you do this uh, for a living. It's, it's, almost <laughs> like, it's almost like I'm a degenerate gambler on Call of Duty League. Is that so? Well, I mean, if you're a degenerate gambler, your favorite game mode has to be Search and Destroy because it is where the games will end if they go to five maps. And it is also where you'll be holding on to the seat of your pants, um, watching it if you have money on Optic Gaming in a tight series, which I usually do. So, with that being said... Scott, honest question. Is there anything better than map 11? Round 11 game (laughs) 5... Game five. Game five, round 11. Round 11. Optic, Optic Chicago versus Atlanta phase. Having money on Chicago to win that? No, yeah, probably there, is, not. Is there anything better? No, that was so fun, but also just the worst at the same time. Like it's so intense. Because you, you're seconds away from just being down so bad or up so big, and, and you, it's completely out of control as well. And then you have so. a first blood happen. Um, which oh, and then it like, just your your disposition just spirals, changes, just spirals, yeah. and like this is something where again, as the game materializes over time, like the sports book that I'm looking at right now doesn't have a first blood, right? They don't have individual player props in these things, but these things will be coming, and this these are things that will be fun to bet on. You will be able to look at data and figure out like which team's going to have first blood in you know round eleven on this map or you know whatever round it might be. They did last year have some interesting ones on like head-to-head kills, which yeah, um, yeah during champs. Yeah, but those, those were also like they were interesting, but also on the worst players that made no sense. Um, yeah, but it wasn't really well selected. But they no. will get there eventually. So I, I just quickly, as an aside, one thing I just realized is that people might be wondering, like, well, how come all of these game modes are objective and there's no like kill mode, like just you know a team deathmatch. The reason is, is because those are seen seen as uh, more random and less skillful. Like, you can get lucky with a couple of kill games, um, and, you know, either with spawns... Uh, well, you Control know, invites some, a bit of like that, that, right, in this case. Well, okay, we're also, we're also talking about the best players in the world, yes. and everybody knows that they have the gun skill to blow each other exactly. up whenever they... Like, at, if, if one of them has a head glitch, they're going to win the gunfight. Like yes. So the the real thing that actually separates the you know pros from the joes and and separates the best teams amongst themselves is the tactical play. It's not just about killing your opponent, but it's killing your opponents and then translating that into objective time or uh, you know planting the bomb or diffusing or map it. It's the mind games. It's controlling it's just... the game. It's it's the mind games that you play against your opponents. And that's yeah. the real skill level, and that's where it's the differentiator. So that's why all of these game modes are objective-based, um, because they blend both aspects. You still need to be able to have that slaying power and win your gunfights, but you also need to know how to play for the win and not just your KD. So 
that was a good point, Nikki. I, I think that's a good way to stick it out. A lot of Call of Duty is emphasis on being able to trade your teammates dying as well. Um, I think that's something you'll see a lot and you'll pick up on as you spectate the game more. Search and Destroy is, I guess, the most tact- tactical game mode that we have. Um, it's a pretty much straight-up bombsite game mode consisting of, I think, a minute 30 rounds where your objective on offense is to either blow up a bombsite, A or B, or eliminate the enemy team. And then on defense, you either want to run the timer out without the other team planting the bomb, defuse the bomb if they do plant it, or eliminate the enemy team. So, I mean, if a whole team dies, either way, that's going to be a win for one half. CSGO and Valorant heads will know what's going on here. Um, It's pretty much straight up identical to that with a little bit less strategy and less abilities and all of that going on. No economy as well. That's a big thing to note. Uh, First team to six rounds wins, and offense and defense switch every round. So team will play offense one round they'll play defense the next yeah so plant said a different way best of 11 yeah best of 11 essentially um the plant time for this game mode is 5.5 seconds to plant and diffuses 7.5 seconds that'll i guess come into play if you're watching it pretty closely and you have some money on a on a map i think just generally overview call of duty snd is played a little bit less strategically than your typical like counter-strike or valorant bombsite game modes um, there's more of a messy fashion to it. Again, there's a huge emphasis on trading and being able to trade your teammates when they die in a given round, as well as getting clean first bloods if possible. Um, you'll also see a lot of counterplay and flanking around the map, whereas that might not be possible in other games. But I think that's like a big thing in Call of Duty. So what do we have to bet on, Chris? Well, we have a lot to bet on. Again, taking the same map or the same game, in this case... Minnesota Rocker are now a 1.78 favorite over Dallas Empire at a 1.97. So in this case, the sport book thinks that Minnesota Rocker um, is a better team at S&D than Dallas Empire, which is interesting, right? That means that they believe that the scoreline in a best of five would probably end three to one because I'm just reading into it. But if they think Dallas Empire are the favorite, that means they're going to win map one. They're going to lose map two. They're going to win map three. And then they would expect them to win map four. So you're expect So the sports book is essentially saying that the empire is going to win um, for three to one. Uh, but in this case, right now you have Minnesota Rockers a favorite. All right. So what does that mean? You go down to the handicap. Minnesota Rocker are the favorite and they have a minus 1.5 handicap. Dallas Empire have a plus 1.5 handicap. So that means that, they are setting the line at Minnesota Rocker to win by at least two rounds. So that means it's got to be a six to four score line in Minnesota Rocker's favorite favor. If Dallas Empire wins the round or or loses, you know, six to five, then you cash that bet. Um, in this case, Minnesota Rocker are, are a two point two nine at minus one point five, which is quite a favorable bet but to be fair like those Fergus. uh Fergus. sorry <laughs> sorry uh but to be fair right like i mean dallas empire are good so that it does get really close right scoot to kind of just your strategy point right you know each team alternates between offense and defense you're flipping sides they do make it pretty even and fair so i think that's why you probably get so many games going to around 11 when you are on S D. um or why it happens with amongst the best teams. So since both these teams are pretty good, I think that they are saying or suggesting that they're highly, you know, it's a pretty tight map match and they're, they think it'll actually go to round 11. Um, and then in the last two bets, you know, the total maps uh, over nine and a half or under nine and a half, clearly the over nine and a half in this capacity is probably the preferred bet. Um, they're suggesting, you know, again, six to four, six to five scoreline versus a six to three or anything less than that. Uh, and then the last one is again, this kind of the total maps that each team will win. So you can do the over or under five and a half. Again, when you are looking at this, you know, you're seeing over five and a half at 1.78 for the Minnesota rocker, or they're going to win the whole thing. And actually this time they've actually lined it up quite nicely and the lines are the exact same. So they did a good job. Good job. Sports book. Um, but yeah, so, so you can really bet on any of those, you know, again, Things that I would love to see kind of coming into the game is going to be first blood. That's really, really where you could like start betting on the ARs, like our main man uh, Octane, because uh, they're going to be searching from across the map. 
I know one of the GAs right now is no sniper rifles, which is a you know strategic uh, um, fiasco. Like Call of Duty, bring back snipers, please. It's just fun to see guys sniping people across the map. Hundred um, percent. Like it kills me, but you know, handicap some of the best players in the league too. Uh, frustrating, but yeah. So there's there's a ton of different things you can bet on already on S and D, but uh, my my favorites are definitely just the straight up money line on these. Because uh, when when again when you're look watching a map eleven, you're you're you feel it. You're just fucking. Oh, I mean, you feeling it. <laughs> Makes you feel more than anything. Um, yeah, that's, that's I mean, a pretty good overview of Surgeon Destroy. I think this one is the most intuitive of any game just because the idea of Search and Destroy exists in so many other games that it's pretty easy to understand um, from a betting perspective. I think, with that being said, we're probably going to get into the most confusing part of Call of Duty, which is Map 3, and approaching that whole topic because... Right now we have a game mode, and and I think it's worth maybe noting what you can bet on here, but at the same time it's going to change next year, so it's going to be a different game mode entirely. So you think you think so? I feel like control. Yeah. There's been some. I feel like it's, it was better than last year. Uh, uh, well, control is definitely better than last year. So what we're talking about here is uh, map three has been played throughout time as a variety of game modes. Um, so hardpoint and search and destroy have always been map one and two, and map four and five. But agreeing on a map three has been difficult. So last year we had a game mode called Domination, which was a typical like standard three flag. You capture them and hold them for points game mode. This year we have Control, which is definitely more nuanced and a little bit hard, harder to follow. Um, it's like a mix of TDM and like King of the Hill kind of at the same time TDM with limited standing, life counts. TDM standing for? Yeah, it's just... No, no, a little bit does, out what there. What does TDM oh, stand for? Team Deathmatch, sorry. There you go. Um, as Nikki kind of noted earlier, there's just been a lot of uh, disagreements over time about what should be played. I think, personally, the most entertaining game mode has been Capture the Flag, and if that was the game mode right now, it would be super intuitive to explain to you guys because it is quite literally what it says. Capture the Flag, straight up. Um, I don't know. I mean, Control, what is there to get into? It's essentially a deathmatch game mode where each team has 30 lives. There are two points, each broken down into thirds. If you capture a third of a point, it won't go past that point again. Um, so you can't revert the capture if you're on defense. And if you get all three slices of it, you get the entire point, and then you add a minute to the timer to go get the other one. So you have to capture both points, but you also have to keep your 30 lives. It's a little bit confusing. You'll definitely get the hang of it more as you watch it. There's a team on offense. There's a team on defense. Yeah, there's a team on offense, team on defense, typical. It's definitely more nuanced. I wish we were playing a different game mode. Chris, I'm going to let you take over the betting just because this is bound to change in the next year. So go ahead. Again, I think important factor here, it's a best of five. So it's the first team to win three. You know, So one team will be on offense, one team will be on defense. Uh, and then if it does go to that fifth map, it's based on the team who's captured the most of those thirds gets to choose which team, which uh, whether they're playing offense or defense. So in that last best of five, it can be a bit um, reverted. Usually you see teams and I don't have any data on this, so I'm completely shooting on my ass, but most teams prefer defense, right? Scott, like, isn't it, it, it is easier to win when you're on defense than offense. Uh, this game has made it really easy to win defense. Yeah. Yeah. So defense is kind of the preferred model. So, so if you see a team winning on offense, it's, telling uh so because it's best of five again you'll have your basic money lines in this case again dallas empire are favored at 1.2 at 1.72 minnesota rocker are the underdog at 2.05 uh again meaning if you put down ten dollars you would win back twenty dollars and fifty cents or making a ten dollars and fifty cents um again just like your standard match handicaps it, it all the bets are essentially the same right so you have the plus 1.5 the minus 1.5 for the match handicaps just like you do in the kind of larger game winning you have your total of the maps amount the amount of maps are or games played so it's over 4.5 or under 4.5 and then you can even bet on how many of the games will each team take right over 2.5 or under 2.5 knowing that three is the way you win pretty straight pretty forward I mean, yeah, there's not much Nick, more to say on that front. Nikki, anything you want to chime no, in with on Control? No, I think we nailed control? it. Um, 
No, I, I think, like you said, control's pretty pretty standard. It's defense and offense. And it's just you got to control those two points or you lose. That's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and having a limited life count is a little bit of a twist. Yeah. But, again, and, this is bound to change next year. I, I almost guarantee it. But I think you covered the bets. Um, yeah, look, and, and if things do change, just make sure to either subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify at the Money Hill or follow us via League Day. Um, because we'll bring out a new primer on the new game, new modes, and stuff like that. So uh, eventually, so it's a good opportunity there. You can also follow us on Twitter at Best of Three Network, B O Three Network, um, and you'll see us tweeting and so on. Latest info. We have also have a sister podcast on League of Legends, which we will be handling a yeah. similar subject matter um, coming up before Worlds, I believe. Yeah, Which so world should will be, be another starting, well. I think, end of September, maybe early October. So we'll probably release a primer sometime in September once playoffs have, is over. Um, just getting things set up for Worlds, which is typically like a, a month-long thing. Which will be led by our resident British bastard. Yeah, um, that fucking asshole. <laughs> Scott, Scott, before hey, we go, guy. Scott, before we go, I have to get your thoughts. Optic Chicago 1.3. Dude, they haven't tested negative yet. Okay. Oh, well, really? Clay- the subliners have. Uh, I don't care back. about Clayster playing. They Scump and Envoy haven't tested negative. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. This is why. Well, you'll find out soon on if you listen to Mining Hill this week. Yeah, you got two days, important. and then we're gonna talk about it. So, <laughs> coming up soon, boys. But yeah, that's a rough situation. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I have a hundred dollars on them to win it all, so it's not looking good at the moment. We use we prefer to use units in this podcast, right? Well, that's a hundred percent of my units at the moment. So. All of my units. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I bankrolled optic to win champs. Wow, perfect. I'm sure you're feeling. I great. was just no. I had leftover money on Bovada. It's a joke, but um, yeah, it didn't mean anything to me. <laughs> you say that, but is it? No, I actually have the money on them. But yeah, it didn't no, no, really I know. mean when, that when you're much. Like, oh, I could just leftover money. I'm like, eh, no, well, no, I couldn't no. get it out because they yeah. make it impossible to remove your money. So, well, that's something I to just... mention. Also, you guys need to, depending on where you are. So, like, sportsbooks are a lot more open in Europe. In the US, it's starting to open up, and you have a few options. Scotty just mentioned one, Bavada. Um, but you also want to look into what the withdrawal process is. Yeah, um, for sure, because you I, don't want Bitcoin or check. I'm not. I'm not saying that you necessarily should use a VPN, but that does sometimes help. So I don't know. <laughs> you know, like there, there are options that you can explore. Um, but you know, shop around, look at different sports books, look at where you're at, what your options are. Um, yeah. Any VPN sponsors out there? <laughs> yeah. Anybody listening? <laughs> um, no, we'd be happy to. <laughs> yeah, we would be. <laughs> All right, well, say that. with that being said, this has been the betting primer episode, COD betting 101 of the Money Hill. Thank you all for listening. And we hope that we've grasped some new viewers and, and to see you guys in the future. And but, of course, if you have any more questions, join our Discord. We're always there. We're happy to chat. Let us know. Yeah, it's in our pinned tweet on Twitter. Uh, with that being said, thank you again for listening to this episode of The Money Hill. We'll see you later. Toodaloo.